everybody you know who it is it's sean christopher jenkins from my youtube channel upload past crossroads that's also my podcast i'm on every podcast platform you can think of spotify uh apple podcast google podcast anchor that's my main one but you, you get it and this is my boy justin lee howell from his youtube channel chaplain logs all right so we got a treat for you today this video is about to be epic and it's because of my little sister right so just in case if i die sometime soon this video is for her right because she asked me a question and it wasn't even a question she just said you know sean you're blessed like because she uh, she got in a wreck and it, her wreck her car wreck was pretty bad right and she said like she could have died right and she said you're you're blessed and you're in a good place because at least you know if you died where you're gonna go she said for me i don't i'm not certain i'm not sure i got doubt about it so this video is for anybody who has doubt who's uncertain who's not sure who who's not uh sure that they're going to make it to heaven or how to get to heaven because me and justin both know what that's like because we were all actually every believer every christian everybody started off like that uncertain about their faith if they died right and the only person who gave us the certainty is god himself jesus right so today's video is about how do you get to heaven so me and justin are going to be talking about that in multiple ways that's the main thing so uh i'm gonna start off with a question right so a few questions so justin you let me know which one you want to tackle first so here goes the questions for this video so basically the first question is you know why are people uncertain about where they will spend all, all of eternity? So why are, why do people doubt, you know, that they'll make it to heaven or they're just not sure about it, just all anything like that? Then another question is, you know, how does, another question we'll answer in the video is how does uh, one know they will make it to heaven? So that'll be the theme again. And then how can one be certain that they will dwell in heaven with God one day? So instead of being uncertain, they're certain about it. And what are all the ways a person can know for sure what they will that they will be in heaven forever? So, all right. Yeah. So I feel like we could tackle the first question because that could easily lead into the second one. Like, why are people uncertain about where they'll spend eternity, or like more specifically, why they're uncertain if they'll spend time in heaven? Um, and first thing that comes to my mind is our minds are just limited. Like we, we can't wrap our minds around deserving a perfect place. And like, when you, uh, when you, uh, when you brought this question to me, uh, Sean, like I actually thought of the matrix because in the second movie, man, the second movie is so convoluted and confusing, but it's, it had a really interesting point that they try to make a perfect world for humans but they, they felt like something was wrong, like something was off, like they felt like they uh, were foreigners in an unknown place. So they had to like make it like the real world, like like dainty, like 1990s, um, depressing, run of the mail, everyday life. life. And it's, I think it's a uh, part of it is we don't think we deserve it. Like we can't wrap our minds around, man, and I'm, a number of things. The biggest thing I can think of is a God that would 
one a god that would gift us eternal life or a god that would gift us um a new jerusalem a new heaven and i think it's because like we always think about um and i'm i'm talking strictly from a christian perspective right now and we can like explore more avenues later but like we just tend to think about all the terrible things that we've done about the things that make us think that man there's there's just nothing i can do to um cancel out all the bad things i've done like no matter how many good things you do we are still like weak creatures like we like i sometimes i just like i'm i'm, I'm sitting reading a book or on my computer and like unprovoked out of nowhere i'll remember this embarrassing thing from eight years ago eight years ago and it's like that just that just like corrupts my mind like i can't think anything else about it. i'm embarrassed i'm um, ashamed and i think like everyone's like that we expect perfect place are meant for perfect people and like even narcissists like narcissism is a very interesting thing because narcissism you see those people and you think wow they're stuck up they think they're perfect narcissism is just overcompensation because they know like their life is messed up they know that um life is wrong for them but they try to put up this image because they they want to they want to pretty much fake it till they make it but you can you everyone knows you never make it mm -hmm. so they just put up that facade and i think like that's just a characteristic of people is that we think we just think we don't deserve it like as simple as that mm -hmm. yeah like uh so the question that we're tackling right now is why are people uncertain about where they will spend eternity and i like what you said you know people are just looking in all the wrong places mm. you know and, and if you look at in all the wrong places so if you look in just places here on this earth to find your happiness, to be satisfied, like to get all your answers of life, you're more likely not going to find it because there's just too much devices that are against you, right? Too, there's too many stuff that's trying to trick you into like this being the truth and that being the truth. But that's the dilemma, right? Why are so many people uncertain about where they will spend eternity? Because of that, like, you know, there's so many religions. There's so much you can believe in. Like you don't, and there's so much that it could be overwhelming and you're just not sure what is truth and where truth lies and like what's real and what's not, because there's so much lies too. And you don't want to be tricked. Right. And so that's my thing. What, what brought me to Jesus? What brought me to, and why am I certain now that I, I know I'm going to heaven is because I put my trust in him. Like, just describing what I described, my conclusion was like, you know, I was uncertain because I didn't put my faith and hope in him, right? Like he's the only logical choice, if you really think about it. I talk about it all the time on my YouTube channel. I just ask a question, you know, who knows more than God here on this earth right now? Like who knows more about creation and how life works than God? So if God's real, like, because something had to make make everything. Like, nothing just came into being happenstantially yeah. or by itself. Nothing just happens. Nothing ha just happens in life. You don't just become rich. You don't just get old, right? You don't just get cancer. Like, there's stuff that led up to it. There's stuff that, that happened 
happenstantially that added up to this conclusion, right? Nothing just happens. Nothing, nothing was just just made. Like a man didn't just pop up out of nowhere and was created. Like, no, like somebody had to make it, right? Just like with anything in life. That's the way life works now. That's the way it's always worked. So, okay, God, God makes sense, right? <laughs> so, okay, well, where do I get truth from? Where do I find truth? You can listen to tech, TED Talks. You can listen to the TV, to propaganda of CNN and Fox News as to what their truth is and what they think is right and wrong and their morals or the world. You know, you can listen to these celebrities like, you know, Kim, the Kardashians, like <laughs> you can listen to, uh, I don't know, TV shows and stuff. There's so much to listen to. Right. But what to me, what has existed the longest because whatever existed the longest since the beginning of time, I think that's more than likely has the most truth to it. And that's a promise in the Bible. God said, you know, I have a word. My word will never pass away. It will never fade away. It will never uh, cease to exist. My word will be here for forever. You know, the grass withers and the flowers fade, but my word is here to stay. Like, you know, he says something like that in the Bible. So like, the Bible has always been here, like, but was it here when they wrote it? I mean, not really, but the Bible was God. Like, he is the word. When he speaks, his word is coming out. So all men, he had to use, some people are confused and uncertain to trust the Bible because men wrote it. How else are you going to be able to read a book? It was stuff, again, stuff don't just come into being. Like, stuff just don't happen, right? Everything happens you know, for a reason, like it's something, somebody made it like, you know, so just like God created man and created the whole world. He wants to use man to create his word, even though they were, they didn't, they didn't create it. God did. They just writing down everything God said. But first, like the very first time God spoke and did something really was when he actually put rope down the 10 commandments on a stone to Moses. Right. Then, then he write it down. He just struck lightning and wrote it somehow because he's God. He can do that. Right. So like, but he wrote it, right? So he originally wrote the Bible, right? So like, you get what I'm trying to say, guys. Basically, what I'm trying to say is, you know, the Bible is the only logical truth to me. Like, it only makes sense, right? Because we can try to burn. How many times have they tried to burn all the Bibles? Like, get rid of all the Bibles. Like, and the Bible's still here. The Bible's the longest lasting book ever, ever, right? So like, the Bible has always existed, really. You know, it's always been there. Why? Because God is God's word. God has always existed. So God's the only person you can really trust because how long has he existed? Who knows more than God? How much wisdom does he have? So the only truth that's out there in the world is the Bible. At least in, like that makes sense to me. Right. It's, Justin, you want to add to what I'm saying anyway? Like, like, and like for me, like it's, it's interesting. Like you, you were bringing like a spiritual aspect to it for me like it, there's also a scientific aspect to it as well like if you just imagine how complicated the world is like everything that embodies it like the chances the chances that the universe needed um in order to create like substance to create life for the earth to be a certain amount of distance away from the sun not to like kill us it's like it the for me like that has to be planned like of course there's there are like scientific laws and physical laws that sustain us but like it's it's so complicated not to believe that there was a higher being for that and like if and 
um, I was about to go uh, down a rabbit hole. But like, yeah, I think that um, I think what Sean was saying is completely true. Like, if you see all the, if you just see like the world around us, they there are two types of revelations. There's um, general revelation, which is all the scientific harmonizing stuff you see outside that I that I mentioned, and uh, special revelation, like like the voice of God reaching people, the God showing Himself to people. And like, if you look at the Bible and you just see all the testimonies, there's so many, there's so many testimonies through centuries, all saying the same thing. You have to believe it's true. Like for for court cases or for trials, like key witnesses are very important to reach a verdict. So if you have like over 44 people writing the same thing spanning centuries, like why wouldn't you believe something like that? Yeah. And then also going back to science too, the body's too complicated. Life's too complicated to not have been made by something. Then it always points back to God. Like I, there's a playlist on my YouTube channel titled, you know, God speaks through creation. And like literally the sun is the center of all the universe, right? Justin, everything revolves mm -hmm. around the sun, every planet. Yeah. The sun in heaven, it says that there will be no sun, right? In the new heaven, new earth, in the, in the eternal internal state so the very two, last two chapters of the bible revelation 21 22 me and justin did a study on that i'll share the playlist on my uh youtube channel but we did a lot of studies on that man revelation 21 22 y'all gotta check it out so with those chapters in the bible it said that there'll be no son in heaven because the father and the lamb so jesus the son will be the son right well the father will be the son like he's the son like so he shines yeah. nothing else shines only him <laughs> right so like he's the center of our world he's the center of everything the tabernacle right in the old testament in the bible right was at the center of all the tribes of israel right so the tabernacle where god's presence was where the holy place in the holy of holies that place like god was dwelling there with his people and then he was at the center of it so jesus should be god should be the center of our lives right so god speaking through creation like he's the center he said like the bible is like food that you should be feasting on you can't live without eating you can't live without drinking the water is word like i mean the the water i mean the word is water right so like jesus said like i don't live by bread alone i mean yeah i don't live by bread alone i live but I live by the word of God, right? So like life, you know, the, the Bible is what you should be feasting on and eating on, right? It's your substance to thrive and live and get the nourishment that you need in this life. Like, you see what I'm saying, guys? So like the Bible just points towards everything in life. Mm. It, it's too complicated. Like it's too much in the Bible to have been written by men because men ain't that smart. We ain't too bright. Like it's a lot there. Like a lot of the stuff too in the Bible like it was prophesying and pointing towards stuff in the future that they didn't even know at that time period. For example, in Revelation 21, 22, like they didn't have microscopes and like scientific stuff, like the technology that we have in the day's time period, right? So like when it comes to the foundations of, uh, of the new heaven and new earth in heaven, right? The foundations, like it said that the, the 12 tribe, I mean the 12 disciples names will be on the 12 foundations of the new jerusalem right and 
every one of them was a different stone, like so a crystal basically. Like it was Jasper was one. I don't, I can't remember the names, right? But it's all different names. But if you put like a special light that's only existed in since the two thousands basically, or even like nineteen sixty, like it it just now started existing, right? If you hit light on it, true light, right? Then it reflects and makes a rainbow, all of them. But it makes like a, a certain image, like all of them make a different type of image, right? Because when true light hits it, it, it shows that it's not fake. But fake stones, like I can't think of any fake stones, but there's fake stones and there's real stones. If you hit true light on it, if, if you, there's no reflection. It won't show a rainbow. It will just show pitch darkness and it'll look ugly. Like it, all you see is black in a certain way, a different image of black. But just great, like so, like it just looks awful, and that's heaven. Like heaven is true, it's real. Like when you ref it, if you're really a child of God, you're gonna reflect God's glory, just like a rainbow. Like you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> rainbow, the promise. You know he'll never flood the earth. Like okay, I can't keep on going. But God speaks through creation, guys. You know what I'm trying to say? Like everything yeah. happens for a reason and a purpose, and we can trust in His word because it's talking about all of life. Come on, it's God. If God is real, right? <laughs> he created everything. Everything, he doesn't create every, anything happenstantially, like by accident or anything. Like everything has a purpose. And like when we ask him, like when we get to heaven, we'll figure out what that purpose is. Sometimes we're not going to know, right? So, but when we get in glory, man, we'll, we'll be able to ask him certain questions. We'll be able to see like all the depths of science. Like we don't know all the depths of science right now. If we did, Nobody will have cancer. We'll be able to cure uh, any kind of disease if we had all the answers of life. Let's keep it a buck, man. Let's keep it real, right? Uh, like, we, we don't even know all the scope of basketball yet or the human body. Like, you know, like how tall can people really be? Like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, we're just, we're limited. Like, we don't eat right, for example. Like, it's just so much stuff we don't know, right? You can't tell me that we have reached the pinnacle and the highest of, of all peaks that human humanity can possibly go to no god god is only there right only god is that high right and a good example man i'm really talking i'm sorry justin i'll go back to the questions in a minute but like i talk about all the time on youtube channel as well like 80 to 85 percent of the sea has yet to been discovered guys eight out of ten 80 to 85 percent of the sea has yet to been discovered 90 to 95 of space has yet to been discovered. That is ridiculous. You can't tell me that's not. Like, 9 out of 10? Are you kidding me? Like, we don't know what's out there. In the universe, we don't know what's out there. In the sea, we don't know a lot of stuff. Right? We're in the dark. We're uncertain. And the reason why you're uncertain is because you need to trust God. Like, <laughs> again, God's talking through creation again. Like, he's the only one you can really count on. Because he's the only one who knows because he created it all. So, we're doing this beginning like this because I'm trying to paint a picture. You can only trust him for your salvation. You can only trust him when it comes to heaven or hell, death, or anything uncertain, anything you doubt, your marriage, your finances, your friends, <laughs> you, can, you what church you're going to go to, where, where you're going to major in. You can only trust him because he has all the answer, answers. He knows the end from the beginning. He's the alpha and omega, the first and the last. He, he he's been he's been at the beginning of your life, the beginning of your conception, even before then. He already knew you before you're in your mother's womb, before you were even created. He knew you're gonna come here, right? And he knows where you're gonna die, and he knows where you're gonna be at for all eternity. You're gonna be with him or in hell, 
Like, you see what I'm saying, guys? Like, he's the only thing you can really count on. So that's why I came to Christ. It's too, it's too much out there, too much stuff going on. Like, you just don't know what to believe in. But one thing you can bank bank your buck, bottom dollar on that saying or whatever, You one thing you can invest in is the Bible, right? God's truth. That's the only thing. Like, how else you, I'm going to ask everybody a question. If I told you to go to heaven right now, how are you going to get there? Like, go go talk to God right now. How are you going to do it? You can talk to man, but I'm going to tell you, I don't care. The most spiritual person you find, I mean, like, can talk, you know, in God. God and the Spirit is talking through them and stuff like that. It's still not going to come close to like you going to God yourself. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, it's a, it's a hit or miss. Like believers, yeah, it's great. You right? you can talk to other believers and stuff like that. But if I told you to go to heaven, go go get a word from God right now. Go talk to them. How you going to get there? You can't just get there. The only your only option is the Bible. Your only option is to study His Word, stay there, and dwell and dwell in it. You know, meditate on it. Really study it and dissect it. Then you'll get everything you possibly could think of from him. Then you can see him. Then he'll reveal, reveal himself, right? So, and that's one of his promises in Jeremiah 29, 13. He said, if you seek me, you seek me with all your heart, then you'll find me. You know, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. It's it's a it's a relationship. You If you, if you take two steps to God, he'll take 10,000. Right, but you got to keep on taking those two steps. You got to be consistent and persistent. You can't just do it one time and expect him to show up. Like, no, it took me in 2010. I made a New Year's resolution and read my Bible every single day for eight, and I did it for eight hours to 13 hours a day. So I was reading my Bible. I was reading Christian books, just dissecting His Word, right, or listening to sermons. I was just doing whatever it took to study His Word and understand it. Right, I didn't hear from him. Like, I literally heard from him on Saturday, September 4, 2010. So it took, like, almost a whole year. Like, <laughs> like I literally heard from him audibly. As a matter of fact, he shut off everything. It was like I was like Paul and on the Damascus Road. Everything just went black. And I saw a wheel turning. It's like I was in his throne room or something. I still don't know where I was. But all I knew was I couldn't even look up. I'm just on my knees. And I'm still so, I felt so much shame, like, I felt like I was a failure, like a sinner, like because I was in his presence and he spoke. He spoke to me. <laughs> and he didn't just speak to me. He told me about all my life. He told me about everything that's going on in my life. He knew my life better than I did. And when he spoke, I saw it like he sees it. So you're you're known as you are known, like the Bible says, like Paul says many times, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so you don't get to that place with God if you don't do your part. We're partakers with him. The whole point in the Christian life is to do your part, basically, here on this earth. Just like God created the heavens and the earth, even though some people don't think he did it and everything just happened miraculously. No, just like he created things, you got to create things. You got to do work. You want a relationship with him, you got to put in the work. Be persistent. Show him that you care, that you want to get to know him. You know, study and show yourself approve a workman. That's without blasphemy. You're with, you're with blasphemy if you don't put in the work and think you can be lazy and slothful and he'll just talk to you. Like some people get lucky like that. But for me, it took time. But I mean, actually, that's a lot. He did talk to me a few times. I just was ignorant and like ignored it. Like, But I realized after the fact, 
when he spoke that day and I was on my knees. I was like, no, Lord, no, my God, okay, I got it, I got it. No, you ain't, he said, you don't got it yet. I'm gonna tell you some more till you really get it. You don't, you don't know yet, Sean. But yeah, so, all right, Jess, I'm sorry for talking so much, man. <laughs> And like I, I um, I like what you're saying about trust as well. Like that's just something that keeps us from believing, like believing where we're going, or believing the Bible, or believing in God. Because, yeah, oh gosh, I feel like there's a lot of people who've just been hurt by this world who have like trust issues. Like we, we, we even have a hard time like trusting each each other just because like we're flawed. We give people every reason not to trust us at face value. So that's a big part of it too, I think, is like people get hurt and they just don't know what to believe either. Like the man, you've named off all you've named off all these things that give us reason to believe in God, to believe in a loving God that would send us to heaven. Um, and it makes me think of this book titled I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist. Because like, man, if you look at the world around you, yeah, it's crazy not to think that this wasn't by intelligent design or that this wasn't uh, created by something or someone. So uh, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm trying to figure out how to like emphasize what I'm trying to say, but yeah, I feel like a big part of it is um, for atheists, like they just, they don't see any reason to believe that um, a God, like with all the tragedy, with all the, terrible things that uh, this world does. Man, we were talking about Jeffrey Dahmer and Adolf Hitler before this video. It's like seeing terrible men like that have their way with the world. Like, yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to believe like there's a big benevolent good out there, but like, it's not his fault that people are just terrible and we do terrible things. But I think that really hurts people, people's belief that there can be a perfect heaven just by looking at the world around us like they see the world around us and they don't want to they they don't want to think about their death they don't want to um believe in something and then have their expectations crushed man we talked about expectations too before this like a big a big destroyer of marriages are like unrealistic expectations because of like media and movies and tv show that feed us like you're just going to fall in love and everything's great after that. No, it takes work. And like when people are disappointed by that stuff, they're hardened, they're um, calloused. And I think that's a big reason why we have a hard time believing in that heaven, because maybe a part of us wants to believe like everyone is spiritual. Even if they say they're not, they are like, why do we ask what's the meaning of life? Right. Like, What's the purpose? What's what's my purpose in this world? Like, if you're asking that question, you're already spiritual. Yeah. So I think a big, yeah, a big part of it is they they don't want to get their hopes up. I feel like that's uh, that that just adds on to what you're saying that we need to trust God. But like a big reason people don't is because they don't want to be hurt again. Yeah. And they think God's like a man, like he's just another mm. person or something. God's completely different. He knows God, all. He, yeah, the Bible lays out that he keeps his promises. Yeah, like it's and he's not a liar. Like, and, and mm -hmm. he doesn't. So he's not a liar, right? So when he says something, he doesn't waste his words. It's come. It's gonna come to fruition. 
Like, what person do you know that's like that? Like, every single one of the words for all time, they kept. Like, they said they're going to do something, they, they do it every time. And they never messed up ever, even when they were a baby or a kid. No, like, that's the only person like that, right? He's the only person you can bank your, you can, you can trust and you can invest in. And you won't, you won't regret that investment, right? So he's the greatest investment you could ever make. He's the greatest relationship you could ever have like everything about him is greater god is greater right hashtag god is greater right so like <laughs> like man like we gotta get our limited perspectives our fleshly nature like what we know our carnal ways like he doesn't operate like what we know so whatever you're uncertain about you don't need to be uncertain about him don't put that on him right whatever however the church treated you like Churches are flawed. People are flawed. Christians are flawed. They're going to make mistakes, especially new ones. Like, they want to evangelize to everybody, evangelize to the world, and they think that that's going to get them to heaven. Like, it makes them feel better about themselves instead of, like, really talking to people and giving people what they need, like love or money sometimes or a hug, right, or just being there and listening and shutting up, like, you know, like Jesus did sometimes. Jesus didn't always say to somebody, like, you know, preach to them like <laughs> sometimes you just hung out with them it was just there just be there like, you know, like we missed the mark in so many ways god doesn't god never misses the mark he knows exactly what to say when to say it he knows exactly what you need when you need it he knows exactly what's going on and will go on and has gone on he knows everything right so mm -hmm. You're looking in all the wrong places to satisfy you. You're looking in all the wrong places to get all your answers because Jesus is the answer. God's the answer. God is the only one that's going to satisfy you and give you what you need. Like getting made, that's not going to make you happy. It'll be nice, but it's not going to get you happy. Being a millionaire, having all your dreams come true and come to fruition, that's nice. But when you get there, you're going to figure out it's not enough. If you were the richest person on earth, Solomon was in the book of Ecclesiastes. Justin, you know it better yeah, than me. Yeah. Solomon had everything. He had it all. He had all the women in the world. And he let every man know, I have all the women. I have all of them. And I figured out that's not enough. He said, I got all the money in the world. And I said, and I, and I went for all the money in the world. But I figured out that's not enough. What else he said? I got all the wisdom in the world. It said that in the Bible that Solomon Ask God for one thing. He asked for wisdom. And God gave it to him. So he's, it says in the Bible, too, that he's the wisest man to ever exist. Right? He said he had. He said he seeked wisdom. How many men just look for knowledge and just seek knowledge? And that's all they do. To be a smart aleck and use the knowledge that they know to make other people stumble and trip them up and make them look stupid. You figure out, no matter how much knowledge you have, first of all, you're not going to know as much as God. Right? Second of all, Knowledge ain't going to satisfy you, right? So the <laughs> only thing that's going to satisfy you, the only thing that's certain is God, is Jesus. So try him. <laughs> You'll figure out. He's he's better than all of it. He's better than everything. He's better than sex. He's better than getting high. He's better than weed. He's better than uh, all the money in the world and whatever pleasures that, that can give you. Like, he's better. Just imagine what heaven's like. It's going to be better than all the best things in the, in, the, in the earth. Like the worst thing in heaven, if there's even the worst thing, right? Me and Justin read it. But even what we read, we still don't get a full glimpse. And un the Bible still doesn't tell you everything that heaven has to offer. Because there's so much. 
like John even said, I, I can only describe so much to you guys because it's like no words to really describe what I see, right? So heaven is just way more than what the Bible even recorded. So even if you read and knew everything in the Bible, back and forth, you don't, you're not going to know it like God because you're not there. You're not in heaven. You just don't know, right? So, so you guys get what I'm saying. I forgot what I was trying to say, but like there's just so much to be uncertain about. And, you, and all you can trust is God. That's all you can trust. You can't trust your wife. I can't even trust Justin, but I trust Justin. I trust Justin, but you know what I'm saying? Like, Justin yeah, can't even trust no, me. No, don't trust anybody. That's the lesson. <laughs> right. Like, but yeah, you don't should. Trust anybody. That's what the Bible says. You should only trust God. Like, don't trust man, trust right. God, because people will let you down. Like, just I pray in Jesus' name that me and Justin never let each other down. But you get what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> sometimes we're gonna let each other down. People are gonna fail you, but God never will fail you, He'll never let you down. So when it comes to where will you spend eternity, when will you die? You don't know. That's uncertain, right? Now, unless somebody said, a doctor said you're going to die in four months. Now, you know, like, but even then they could be wrong. Man can be wrong, right? They can't be trusted with their word all the time, right? So I forgot what I was going to say. You had anything you want to say, Justin? I'm talking a lot. Man. <laughs> I felt like he said something that triggered. Uh, I forgot what I was gonna say too, honestly. Yeah, we gotta write down what we're gonna say sometimes, man. Yeah. But yeah, we'll go to questions. I know it'll come back. But yeah, let's yeah. make sure we, we hit the questions like that. So I know I know we already answered a lot of them. We just haven't talked about how do you get to heaven yet. So Yeah. All right. So the first question we tackled for this video about how do you get to heaven was, you know, why are people uncertain about where will they spend etern all eternity? So I think we tackled that a lot. Um, second question mm -hmm. was, how does one know they will make it to heaven? All right, so we haven't tackled that yet. We've kind of been yeah. hitting at it. The next question, how can one be certain that they will dwell in heaven with God one day? And so that's the same question. And where are all the ways a person can know for sure that they will be in heaven forever? It's the same thing. <laughs> so, right? Yeah. All right. So, Justin, which, which one you want to tackle, man? Because it's the same mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing. I might just have to speak in general. Okay. Like, honestly, yeah, I'll tackle the first one. How, how can you be certain you'll dwell in heaven with God one day? I'll address that one because it explicitly states God. And, like, that just goes back to what we were talking about promises. Like, God, God throughout the Bible has always delivered on his promises. Like a lot of times when things don't go the way they're supposed to, it's because we didn't listen to God. Like he's very explicit about this is what we need to do and this is how it's accomplished. And then usually we do something else. But like a big part is like we believe in God's promises. Like that's, man, that's like the core of Christianity and Judaism and like, the Hebrew God is like, we trust in the promises that God has for us. Um, I, I, I can't get any more clear than that. And again, like, how do we, how do we know if God is truthful? Like we, two things like, or both of them lead back to the Bible. First one is look at the history of the Bible. Like, has God kept his promises in that? Has he, slipped up or caused people to stumble no he's like kept his promises second one is to like study the word to see if it's true in our lives like is jesus's sermon on the mound does that apply for our lives 
do we see blessings in our lives when we follow follow God's love or um, trust in Jesus? And it's like, absolutely. Like a lot of times what trips us up is we feel like we're promised prosperity and success from the Bible if we follow him. And we don't, we aren't suddenly like celebrity status. That's not the prosperity God is talking about. We have to really dig in and see what does God promise us? Has he, has he, um, has he delivered on like the gifts and the peace of mind and the salvation that he's promised us? And it's like, absolutely. Like life will throw us a curveball again, because there are like terrible people and terrible consequences that happen in this world. But like, that's not, that's not a betrayal of God's promise. That's just a consequence of living in a broken world. So for both of those, yeah, for both, both ways to see if God's promises are true, I'd say they're absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah, so which question did you answer? You answered though. I think the first one, how do we know if like, or A, 2A, how can we be certain that we will dwell in heaven with God one day? Okay. Yeah, somebody, I, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I think, I think promises, I, I think the answer could apply for both A and B, though. It's, it's pretty hard to separate those two. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, let's just focus on, like, how, how does a person get to heaven? Like, and no, for sure, because that's what has happened. Like, what gives you confidence? Because right now, people are uncertain. Right now, people doubt and just don't know mm -hmm. where will they be in all eternity. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, death is so uncertain. Like, everybody's scared of death. Like, either because you, you lose everything, you, you haven't achieved everything you wanted to achieve in this life, like, you're not ready for it. And then if you really believe in God and stuff, you know for sure. Most people know, like, okay, I'm not ready to meet my maker yet. Like, I got to start living right. I got to start doing what he want me to do and stuff. And then some people, like, they don't give a dang, right? And then it just happens. Like, yeah, I'll just die whenever I die, you know? And then you got people who don't care. Like, they don't, they don't care what they, where they will spend all eternity see that's what got me i had i don't i hate heat that's the first thing i hate when it's hot like i love it cold like the perfect death for me justin is like freezing my teeth chattering and then i just die like that's the perfect death like coldness like i love it cold like but i like i like it warm too like i like being warm in the cold i don't like being like cold cold but I don't mind it. Like if it was like my last breath, okay, this is awesome, God. Like I'll just smile, <laughs> you know, because I like a cold man. Like if I was a superhero, I'd be like Frozone. Like I dressed up like Frozone for a cosplay before guys. I'll show y'all video sometimes. You see it at my very first videos on my YouTube channel. That one time. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, yeah, it's just cool to have cold powers like Mr. Freeze or something like that, man, on Batman. Yeah. Right. But yeah, okay. <laughs> I didn't know that's what you wanted your death to be, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, okay. But I just love it cold. I like cold when I go to sleep and everything. So go, let's go back to heat. Like, I can't stand heat. Can't stand it hot because I had a heat stroke when I was 17 and I almost died from it. So I just don't like it hot. Even before then, I don't yeah. like it hot, especially if I'm going to sleep. I hate sweating when I'm about to go to sleep. Like, I, I can't even go to sleep if I'm sweating. Like, that's, that's hell. So you guys get what I'm trying to say. Like, it just makes me frustrated and mad when it's hot. I know I'm not the only person like that. So, like, I can only imagine hell. Like, heat 
but it's fire. Like, oh my no! Like, have y'all been as Shogun or something? And the fire happens, happens, oh, and they show yeah. up the fire. No, I don't see nobody leaning in. Like, yeah, yeah, ooh, yeah. Like, nobody lights fire and likes to be burned. Like, and that's a whole different ballgame being burned. And then it even says it in the Bible. Like, in hell, like you'll be scorched, and like you're burnt. You're burned. Like it's like you're burned, but you're not consumed. And it's for all eternity. Like it never changes. Like people think God will change his mind and get you out of hell or something. No, once you're there, you're there. Like there's only two options. You either choose Jesus or you don't. That's the Bible. So you get you guys get what I'm saying. Like if God, if his word is true and certain and you can bank on it, if he says something about hell and heaven, obviously you can trust it. Because even him in the flesh said it. God in the flesh, Jesus, he said it. And he talked about hell a lot. <laughs> so those are your only two cho choices. So this video is really about if you want to make it to heaven and you want to be certain, you got to put your trust in Jesus. That's, that's the only option. And I'm going to use an analogy. Like, first, I got two analogies, but I want to talk about the word no, right? Like, I'm going to ask everybody a question. Do you know Jesus, right? Do you really Really know Jesus. And what does the word no means? Like, let's break this down, man. The word no, you know, K-N-O-W. It means to be aware of through observation, inquiry, so questioning, testing, and information. Or information, so knowledge, like the Bible, information. You know, being taught it. You know, observation too. So that means you observe, you seen, you witness, right? So... Here goes some synonyms. What does it mean to know Jesus? Like, let's just, that's the focus. That means to be conscious, to be conscious of him, right? To realize him, perceive him, be aware of, have information, be informed of. That's the powerful thing. You're informed of Jesus, right? You have knowledge about Jesus. So you recognize him, you understand him, you sense him, you appreciate him, you latch on to him. See, I highlighted a lot of the keywords. Like, that's like the sun guys like everything around the universe revolves around the sun like every other planet would just go like would just if without the sun if the sun didn't exist every every planet would just float and do their own thing and they would float endlessly right but not only that the sun keeps the whole universe you know what's the word i'm looking for organized and functioning the way that it should function so like without the sun too you know, if the earth was any closer to the sun, we'll be too hot. If the earth mm -hmm. was too far away yeah. from the sun, it'd be too cold and we'll freeze to death. So the perfect death. But <laughs> but yeah, and everything will freeze, guys. Even animals, bugs, you name it, everything. It would take a while for a polar bear to die, but still, they'll die instantly like everybody else, basically. Mm -hmm. Like, it don't take that long, right? Like, we need the sun. We need God. He is the sun, like I said earlier, guys. So, like, we have to latch on to him. So without God, what would your life be like? Without God... How would your life be? You wouldn't have any. He's the sun. Like, you, you'll freeze to death. It'll be too cold. Life will be too cold. Nothing will exist. Everything will die. Mm -hmm. That would be your life. That's why some people's lives are like that. If you're too close to the sun, like, which that's a bad analogy, you get scorched. Why? Because you're a sinner, right? <laughs> and you're not ready to meet him yet. <laughs> so that's why. But anyways, guys, you get what I'm saying, man. Like, Oh, let me go back to the word no again. Like, do you know Jesus? Are you certain you know Jesus, right? So have you de de developed a relationship with someone through meeting and spending time with them? Do you spend time with Jesus? 
So if you're saying you don't know God, you're not certain where you will spend all eternity and all that stuff, it's because you don't spend time with him. I told you how I got to know him. I told you how I heard from him. And he kept his promise. If you seek me and you seek me with all your heart, then you'll find me. To those who, who ask, it shall be given. Asking it shall be given. Seeking you shall find, knocking the door be open unto you. For those who ask, the answer will be given. If you keep asking, to those who keep seeking, you will find what you're looking for. To those who keep knocking, the door will open for you. But you have to keep doing it. You got to be persistent. This is God's promises. Jesus said those exact words in Matthew chapter 7, verse uh, 7 through 8. So, guys, if you don't spend time with him, if you don't be familiar and friendly with Jesus, with God himself, you think you're going to know him? Like, this is, this is promises from his word. So you got to know his word to know who he is. You got to spend time in his word to know who he is. You got to be with him to get certainty, to get confirmation, to get affirmation, to know where will you be at for all eternity. This is why you doubt. This is why you're uncertain. This is why you're lost. And you're lost because um, you're a lost sheep without him, right? The parable of the lost sheep, like, Jesus is going to try to save you. He's going where you're at, but and he's looking for those who are lost. He wants to find you, but you gotta be want. You got in our sense for partakers with God. You gotta want to be found. You gotta want to uh, be with Him and stuff like that. Mine's about to pull up, man. So I gotta go to the door real quick. But you got something else you want to say? Yeah, yeah. I now I can talk if you need to like go for a little bit. I think like uh, just on the flip side of that too. Like we were saying, like um, how some people are like too afraid to like trust into that, or they they just don't trust God. Like the flip side of that that I see for other religions is that they have they they have too many things that they feel like they have to do in order to earn their entry into heaven. Like on one side for atheists or for um, agnostics, like it's it doesn't matter we won't exist. Uh, the other side for religions is. Here's a huge list of things you need to do to make it into heaven. Like, man, gosh, it's too many to name. Hey, Justin. Justin, just hold, hold on. I gotta, I gotta put you back on my, uh, on my monitor. All right, can you, you still there? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. They missed like the last, last okay. the last two sentences you said because like I yeah, accidentally I think yeah back up from there and like a big part yeah a big part of like and it's like too too many things to name off for like what we need to do to make into heaven because every religion has like something like Muslims have a certain number of times you need to pray <clears throat> like uh, certain times you need to fast if you fail those like you failed again to heaven like even even Judaism, like it's it's recognized that we will fail. Like it's the by the Old Testament even recognizes that there are so many roles and we're so imperfect that we're going to fail and we have to depend on God and we have to repent for our sins. Like even even Christianity has made it difficult too. Like or or the spinoff Mormonism, like they take the uh, there's a verse in like Mark chapter one and pretty much every gospel. All the gospels like john chapter something where jesus is baptized and he receives the spirit like a dove from heaven and like mormons have taken that to 
say that you have to get baptized to go to heaven. And it's like, well, we, and that's, that's totally untrue. That's unbiblical in my opinion. Like it's, it's expressed explicitly that we are saved by grace alone, not by works. That's not to say we don't follow God's commands and we don't get baptized as a show of obedience, but like it's unbiblical to believe that we earn our place in heaven by our actions. And it's, um, it's, I, I think that's what casts a lot of doubt too. Like if you, if you don't believe in God, if you believe there's nothing after, then you don't care about what you do. If you are religious and you feel like there's a huge list to get into heaven, then you're paralyzed and daunted by the number of things that you fail at. And you just don't think you deserve heaven and like you can't make it. And like, that's like, that that's unbiblical again. Like the Bible tells us like we are, saved by grace not by works so that we can boast about it but it, through jesus power and god's power and that's how we know we make it to heaven is because we know that we don't have to rely on our own power we know that we can rely on god and we can rely on jesus as our advocate to to say that i know him i know sean christopher jenkins or i know justin leal because like we lean on his power. Like if we felt like we had to um, get to heaven by our own works, then yeah, it would totally fail. But if we, the fact that we know that it's on God's power, like an unlimited wealth of power and um, ability, omnipotence and omnibevolence, benevolence, then we, that's how we know that we can be in heaven for the rest of our days because it's the only thing that can sustain us. When Sean and I were going over the book of Revelation, we talked about how heaven is sustained by God's power. Like there's nothing else that could sustain us. Like even the sun in our own universe is going to explode and disappear one day. Yeah. But like the eternal light, like no night, no shadows in heaven. It, it's it's eternal. Like just the knowledge of that. If we If we can base our faith on the eternity and the power of heaven, in the power of God, then yeah, we can believe that we'll be in heaven for the rest of our days because we're not leaning on a flimsy promise of flesh and whatnot. Yeah, like, have you heard of Way of the Master before with Ray Comfort and Kirk Cameron? I don't think so. All right, so Kirk Cameron, he was on this show back in the late 80s, early 90s. I think it was 80s. I haven't really seen it. It was like Good Times. He was the main character, Kirk Cameron. Uh, so he's a famous actor. Most people know who he is. Um, now he's a devout Christian. So he's an evangelist, actually. So they have, like, him and Ray Comfort. He's a pastor evangelist. So he partnered with him and used his finances, I think, to help him boom and stuff like that. And his name and stuff. But, like, <laughs> Kirk Cameron's a devout Christian, man. So he, they both use this cool analogy, like, with the street pre preaching. They actually are street preachers. And they go around trying to evangelize and reach people for Jesus, man. Their tactics are ridiculous, like. Let me share some of the stories. So, like, one story he told was, I'm going to give you four options, right? And I want you to, I want to ask which, I want you to select which one you would, you know, pick which one you want out of all of them, right? So, we got, mm -hmm. uh, you can have a mansion, like a, a mansion that you love, that you really want. You can have that. You can have a, a billion dollars. You can have the car, your dreams, or you can have a parachute. Which one are you gonna pick? <laughs> Which one you want? 
right? That's life. So let me change the analogy for you. Because like that's what most people think life is, those four things. Like as an example, all the women in the world, we keep on adding, but let's focus on those four, right? Your favorite car ever, mansion, a billion dollars, or a parachute. Nobody's going to pick the parachute, but let me change the analogy. So if you're flying off a plane, like if a plane's a, if you're on a plane and it's about to go down and I give you those four options, are you going to pick any of them other than the parachute? Like, <laughs> no, you're going to pick the parachute. If the plane's about to go down and you're on a plane, you need a parachute above a mansion, a billion dollars in a car. That's life. Life is everybody's a sinner and they're falling down to condemnation falling down to sin and if you don't accept jesus your parachute the only one that can save you from falling down and burning in hell falling down into eternal damnation because you're already condemned and damned now if you don't put your faith and hope in jesus if you don't accept the parachute right so your face already sealed if you don't accept him and believe in him and him and his word and everything he has to say all that stuff if you don't believe him to be your parachute you're, you're down you're gonna fall to a rude awakening but it's everybody that accepts him as their lord and savior you're gonna fall you're still falling in life you're still gonna make mistakes <laughs> you're a sinner but mm -hmm. he's gonna help you to land on safe ground right he's the only way to heaven that's the first analogy right and so I'm gonna use the scripture verse, man. Everybody knows it. Most popular scripture verse in the Bible, John 3 16. You know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Everybody know that verse. But what about the next verses? Verse 17 is so powerful. For God sent his son into the world to to not to condemn, you know. Yeah, let me read it. God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world so he didn't send his son to condemn the world to judge the world but that the world through him might be saved he came to pave the way for us to get us even closer to god than ever before the holy spirit that's why he died on the cross to give us a better relationship than we ever had in that throughout all time with god the holy spirit other than the garden of eden because that was pretty nice too but even that was kind of limited it's not going to be the same as, you know, an internal state and stuff like that. But that's beside the point. Like, we got the Holy Spirit because of Jesus' death, because Jesus came down and died for our sins. He took our place, right? So he saved us from condemnation. So anybody who believes in him, verse 18, he that believeth on Jesus is not condemned. There's no condemnation for those who believe in Christ Jesus. There's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. That's a scripture verse. That's what Paul says. But he that believeth not is condemned already. You're already going down to your death, right? Because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten son. This is the way to heaven. You believe Jesus for everything. He is your life. He is the only thing you can bank on, like we've been saying throughout the whole entire video. He is the way to heaven. He is the only thing you can trust. He's the only thing you can put all your back into, all your hope into, because he's your parachute. Right, so that's one analogy. I got another one. Uh, Justin, you got anything else you want to say to that? Um, I'll yeah. Just, okay. I, yeah, yeah, and I'll I'll just say it real fast. Um, I like, I like how you say like he's the only one who can, uh, like hold that burden of us too. Because as I and, and 
I'm sorry if I've already said it, but I feel like it's important. Like for marriage, for example, or for friendships, like it's it's so dangerous to put all your happiness or faith on a person. That's like too much baggage for anyone to be able to hold. Like God is the only only possible source that can hold everything that you give him. And that's why he's the only one that you can trust for this. Yeah. Like he that's the reason he's our parachute. Right. Yeah, I want to talk about, you know, works won't get you there in a minute, like you've been mentioning throughout the whole video. But I just want to leave you guys with a few quotes, you know. Accept Jesus Christ and you'll be saved, right? Or regret it forever. You're gonna regret that fall. You're gonna be in hell. It says it in the Bible, like the people who are hell in hell wish they had one more opportunity to turn to Jesus. They wish they could go to the relatives that are still alive and just say, tell them, just send a prophet, send a prophet, send Moses and do a miracle, send somebody there, just tell them to repent and turn to Jesus so they don't have to burn in hell like me. And they can't do that because even if God did that, people would still die them, still reject him. And this is a fair warning for anybody who reject him. If you reject Jesus, you're rejecting your only way to heaven. So even if he don't come like you think he should come or like you want him to come, it doesn't mean you, re you reject him or doubt him. You put your faith in him because that's life. Is life exactly like you want it to be? God speaking through life. Again, God speaks through creation. Is life exactly how you want it to be? Like, does it? do you get everything you want in life? Are you just going to give up because you don't get all of it? No, you're going to keep on living, keep on fighting for more and all that stuff. So that's why you need to trust Jesus like that, like more than you trust life because he is life, right? Like, so he can give you life even when you think you don't have a life. All right. So the decision to accept Jesus or reject Jesus as your savior is the ultimate life decision, right? Rejecting Jesus has significant consequences. Hell ain't something to play with. I don't want to burn in hell. That's why I accepted Jesus into my heart. One of the many reasons. Like, you know, all right, so let's talk about works real quick. So I'm going to use an analogy when it comes to works. Um, I haven't taught it in a while, so I got to think about it real quick. But basically, let's say we have a court system here in this world, right? And you got a judge, and then you got somebody that's being judged, right? So <laughs> that's basically what the court system is. So uh, an earthly judge, if you commit a crime... And there's all the evidence against you. And I mean, undoubtable, unequential, whatever the word I'm looking for, like no shadow of a doubt. Like there's a lot of evidence against you, what you did. Is an earthly judge going to let you go? Like if you're completely guilty and everybody knows it because there's video footage, there's a lot of stuff against you in multiple, a thousand different ways. Are they going to let you go? Some people can buy their way out. Not with God. Like <laughs> some people can finesse their way out because of their fame and their prestige and stuff like that, right? With an earthly judge and stuff like that. But most people, most of the time, even if you got prestige and everything like that, and you're guilty, and I mean it's a horrific crime, even an earthly judge wouldn't let you go. A lot of people think God is an earthly judge, like he'll just be lenient and won't judge me because you know he's loved and he can, you know, he, he, you know, he's merciful and all that stuff. I'm going to give you a scripture verse, guys, right? It says it right here in James chapter 2, verse 10. It says, for the person who keeps all the laws except one 
is as guilty as a person who broken all of God's laws. That is so awful, right? Like for whoever keeps the whole law yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all laws. So I'm gonna ask everybody a question. Do you keep the Ten Commandments? Well, most people would say yes, yes, I keep the Ten Commandments. All right, let's talk about mm-hmm. Ten Commandments real quick. First commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. So you're telling me you love God above porn. You love God above uh, sex. If you did, you wouldn't do those things. Like, you know, like you would just focus on God and God only with all your heart, mind, and soul. It's all your life consumed with glorifying him 24-7 every single time you blink, and that's all you do. 24-7, right? That's a heck to the no. You get distracted. You watch reality shows or something like that. You cuss people out. That's another thing. Do you commit murder? Like, do you even think about and want something bad to happen to somebody else? And not just that. When something bad does happen to somebody else, do you clap about it and rejoice over it? Like, do you talk about people and gossip people, uh, gossip about people in any kind of way? Even if it's, you know, not even that bad and you just did it with your wife or husband. Like, but you still did it. You're gossiping. You're slandering somebody's name, saying lies and defaming somebody because you're judging them because you think you know them like you know who they are, like God knows who they are when you don't. So you could be saying false judgments against somebody you don't know based on what you think their life's going like. So (laughs) you sure you don't like defame anybody or talk blaspheme Mm -hmm. about anybody? Do you still have you stolen a pencil before from a school or from an office? That's stealing. It's a little sin, right? It's tiny. Who cares? It's just a pencil. It's just a pen. Do you steal money from your job and you don't really do the work those hours you said that you work? That's stealing. Like, you know, like, I can keep on going, guys. Nobody keeps the Ten Commandments. Nobody is without sin. Everybody. If you even stumble in at one point in the law, one point in the word of God's commandments, you done broke all the laws. You're just as bad as somebody that broke all the law. So some people think I can go to heaven because I keep the Ten Commandments or I'm a good person. Like, if you stumble at one point in the law, you're doomed for hell. That's what that verse says. You can't deny this verse. You can't say God don't do it because it literally said that right here, right? God is a just judge, right? He judges fairly. If you're guilty, if you want to go to God and bank on you being as righteous and holy as Jesus, go ahead. But it's not going to end well for anybody. You're guilty of the crime. If an earthly judge wouldn't let you go for committing a crime, why the heck would God let you go? He doesn't do that. The only way he can let you go is if you put your hope in all your being and belief in what Jesus did. Because Jesus took the penalty of our sins on the cross. Jesus paid the way for us to make it to heaven. He made it easy for us to get to heaven. All you got to do is believe in him and there's no condemnation. Like John 3, 16 says, if you believe in him, if you trust in his word and you trust everything that God said and you practice what the word says, so all of it comes together, guys. It's not just believe because if you really believe something, you would bank on it, right? You put all your being in it. That means the Bible is the end all be all to you, that you follow it it's you're not just a hearer of the word not just a reader of the word you're a doer of it because you believe it right faith has legs on it it walks out what it, it believes right it walks uh like me saying what's 
walk it like I talk it, like <laughs> something like that. It's a Migos song. Uh, yeah, walk it like I talk it. Yeah, something like that. But you guys get what I'm saying. Man. Like, if you really believe something, that's what you would be doing. You'd be living as if you're in heaven already, praising and worshiping God 24-7 like you're going to be doing up there anyway, storing up treasures in heaven, evangelizing, using your spiritual gifts and all that stuff, guys. So, like, nobody can say they keep all the Ten Commandments. Like, Jesus paid the price for you so that when you stand before God, you are already in good standing because God sees you as you are like you are Jesus. Jesus took your place so that so that you can be an heir to the throne so that you can. When the father sees you, he doesn't see you as a sinner. He sees you like you're Christ because we're Christ like. Remember, we're made in his image. Like we be, we became born again. Right. We're, we're, we're a totally different creature now. We're a new creature. There's a lot of scripture verses, guys, but you guys get what I'm saying, man. So many people think like this. They say, I try to keep the Ten Commandments and I've never murdered anybody. Okay. But you but you want people to get hurt, like Trump or Joe Biden. Okay. <laughs> That's not right. All right. I know I'm a lot better than those hypocrites down at the church, and I'm a whole mm -hmm. lot better than most people. Okay. Slander again. All right. Well, we may be better than other people, and we certainly ought to be as Christians, but that won't get us into heaven, right? God's standard for right living is total perfection, and nobody's perfect. You don't make no mistakes in life. You never got an F. Okay, some people never got an F. <laughs> you you never make a mistake on, um, you know, what you're in your marriage or any any kind of relationships or anything. You're perfect, right? You're Jesus in your marriage. You're Jesus with your siblings. Everybody said, man, you're the perfect person. There's nobody like that, man. You make you messed up with somebody at a gas station, a stranger before. You had an attitude before with somebody, right? So God's standard for right living is total perfection, and nobody has ever lived up to that standard but Jesus. So nobody can go before God and stand righteously but Jesus. That's Romans 3, 23. Again, you got to put your faith in God's word, man. We're all sinners. There's no one's righteous. No, not one. There's only one, and that's Jesus. That's why everybody's going to be bowing down to him. That's why everybody's going to be worshiping and praising him because he's God in the flesh. And God did that for a reason. So he could be even closer to us again. So you got to trust in God's word, man. It's not it's not our efforts that make us adequate, right? But our trusting in the works of Christ from within us, right? So we got to trust in Christ. So God certainly wants us to do good. The problem is that we can never work enough to satisfy God. No matter how hard we try, but some people think that they can earn their salvation. So many lost people want salvation not on God's turn, but on their own terms because it feeds their selfish, foolish pride and their own ego. And they're so e egotistical that it makes them feel better doing good works, like giving to the poor. It makes you feel good. You can work your you can't work your way into heaven no matter who you are, man. A vast number of people pray to do something for their salvation. They are unwilling to receive salvation as a free gift from God. This is what salvation is. It's about putting your trust in Jesus, putting your trust in everything that God says, because that's all we can do. We're dependent upon him, just like trees are dependent upon the sun, just like everything in creation is dependent upon the sun. We need to depend on God just like we depend on food, right? You eat, you drink, you depend on food. That's what you need to depend on God for. God is speaking through creation. So the way life is, God is trying to tell you something, man. So those who reject Jesus will not be able to stand before God successfully and plead their own case by their own merits. Because, again, 
if you fail at one point of law, you fail at all. You, you, you basically just committed all, all of it. You're still going to end up in jail. You're still doomed for damnation. You're still wrong. So just bank, bank on Jesus, man, because I'm not perfect. Justin not perfect. And we're banking on Jesus. So when God sees us, when we die, that's why we can be certain. Because God knows our hearts and knows what we profess with our mouth, with our lives, with our hearts, with our whole being, with our mind, body, and soul. Just like love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. That's what we did, man. And we, we don't do it enough. We should. We, we need to do it more, right? We strive to do it more. We're trying. And that's all God cares about. Like, just depend on me, rely on me, like do your best. That's all God cares about. But even your best is not enough. Jesus did, did all of it for you. So if you just put your faith in Jesus, man, God sees you like you're Jesus, man. So yeah, that's the, that's the uh, question, man. Justin, you get, you going to say anything else? <laughs> then I, just one last thing. Right. And so like, yeah, just going back to the 10 commandments you were um, talking about yeah, it's like um, yeah, it's like we we may think like we're we're good enough. Like that's man, I hear that so often when I talk with people who uh, like my friends who are believers and my friends who um, are atheists. Like I ask them, what do you if like everyone if like God isn't real? Like how do we know what to do? And it's like how do we term, determine like what the laws are, how we should act. And their answers are, oh, you just have to be a good person. And man, that's like so, that's so different for everybody. Like, shoot, I'm, I'm pretty sure my definition of what a good person is is different than what Jeffrey Dahmer's version of a good person is. It's like follow, like in Disney movies go like, oh, follow your, follow your dreams and follow your heart. And there's some people you don't want following their dreams. Like, <laughs> I think that's just all the more evidence to show that we can't be trusted with that type of stuff. Like it's like we have to trust in God and we have to full we have to full heartedly trust in God. It's like Jesus's parable when he was explaining prayer, like consistently knocking on their neighbor's doors because they really believe that their neighbor can help them. Like when we <clears throat> When we believe in God, when we believe in Jesus of where we'll be, we have to we have to fully believe that he's on our side. We have to like our prayers, we have to fully believe that he'll answer our prayers or that his promises are true. And I think that's still hard for everybody. Like I think everybody is only like even the best person I feel like is probably only ninety-nine percent sure of themselves. Mm. But like he like that's I feel like that's that, that's all I'm gonna say for it is like we just have to trust in God. I feel like we've uh, we, we've already believed uh, the point, but yeah, it's like are you where are you putting your trust? Like that's gonna that determines like where you will be. Do you put your trust in other people? Do you put your trust in yourself, or do you put your trust in God? Yeah. Man, last thing I'm going to say, guys, so I want you guys to really understand this, man. Like, everybody was created to serve God, to love God, to be one with God, to reflect God, to just be, to glorify God. That's all That's all that does, right? So I'm going to ask everybody again, do you know Jesus? Because if you don't, you can. 
So now is the time to seek him, to search for him with all your heart, with all your being, to to be acquitted with him. That's what the word knows mean, man. Let me say the last few synonyms of the word knows. I, I didn't really say this last part right here, but the word know. What do you know, Jesus? Do you really know Jesus, guys? Like, have you developed a relationship with Jesus through meeting and spending time with him? So are you familiar with him, but not just familiar with him? Are you friendly with him? So are you in right standing with God? Justin, would you say you're in right standing with God? Like, Yeah, I would. Yeah, and I'm in right standing with God. So can you say you're in right standing with God? Every believer. Matter but not, fact, by, not, yeah. by, not by our power. Right. Surely by Jesus. Like Jesus, because Jesus is an advocate. That's the only reason I believe that. Right. Yeah, Jesus... Jesus is our representative, man. We're representing him. We're representing God. We're just ambassadors of Jesus, like the Bible said. That's all we are. We're just representatives, man. Like we Just like I'm an American, I represent America. At the end of the day, when I go to another country, all they see is an American. They don't see me, really. <laughs> Some people, but you guys get what I'm saying, man. That's what we are with God. That's what we are with Jesus. We're just representing him, man. He's our banner. He's our country. He's what we represent. He's our purpose, our whole being for reason for being and all that stuff. So are you acquitted with Jesus, man? Are you in right standing with him? Have you met him? Are you familiar with him? Are you friends with him? Oh, are you a good friend in Jesus? Even the disciples suck at Justin, what gets me about the disciples is, man, when Jesus needed a friend the most, were they there? When Jesus was struggling the most, were they there? Were they a good friend to God? I even fall short of this. Like, are you a good friend of God? Do you know God has feelings? Do you know God? We are just uh, creating his image. God has feelings. So how down do you think he gets every single day about his people that he created? Even the people that turn to him. We fail him every day, man. So are you on good terms with him? Are you close to him? Are you intimate with him? Do you socialize with him? Do you associate yourself with him? Do you have uh, dealings with him? Do you understand him? <laughs> man. Are you can with him? This part is ridiculous. Do you sympathize and empathize with him? This is the word, man. Like, do you know Jesus? Do you really know Jesus, guys? That's the video. Because if you really know him and you love him and you and you do all the things that me and Justin were talking about, man, like, just trust him. That's all we're saying. That's what it boils down to. That's what it boils down to. Like, you can trust a lot of things in this life. You trust that the when you hit the light switch, it, the light's going to come on. So everybody has faith in different things in life. You have faith that you're going to make it through your marriage or you're going to make it to your goals and your dreams and your ambitions. You have faith in a lot of stuff that the sun's going to come up every single day and the moon's going to come up too. It's going to go down. Like, you know, well, you have faith in a lot of stuff that you'll make it home when you drive. But all those things are can be uncertain too. Not the sun going up and down. That's a promise for God. But you guys get what I'm saying? Like, the only thing you can bank on and trust in is God. Like, he's always there. He's always available. Jesus, man, the, he gave us the Holy Spirit so we can really hear from God and be and not have to trust a man, any man. Like, you can you can meet him today. You can be friendly with him today. You can have him in your life today. So that's the video, guys. Like, don't wait. Get right with him now because you could die tomorrow. You could die right now. Like, life's uncertain. I, talk, I did a video yesterday of... Uh, Oh, I did a video the other day. This is the last time I'm going to say. Sorry for talking so much, Justin. Um, yeah, the last video I did on my YouTube channel, let me show you guys, was um, on a good name, right? So you guys just watch this video. I'm not going to break it down. So just watch this video uh, about 
a good name on my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads. But yeah, let's talk about this real quick. So with that with that uh scripture verse that I talked about with Ecclesiastes chapter one, I just broke it down like this. So, you know, I have a day that I was born, which is December 28, 1992, and then you got a dash. So that's my life. And then I got a day that I'm gonna die. I don't know the day I'm gonna die. Like I want you everybody to write this out, right? The day you were born. And right the day you're gonna die you don't know but are you ready for your death did you do everything that you could possibly do here on this earth but let me rephrase that question like are you ready to meet god and stand before him and be judged by him like did you do everything he wanted you to do did you live for him like did you what did you uh who did you reach that he wanted you to reach did you waste anything did you waste your life? Did you waste your purpose? Did you waste any of your spiritual gifts? You're going to be judged for that. Now, for me, and I know for Justin, I don't want to be judged like that, like that harshly, because I failed every time, like a lot, a lot. Even times I think I didn't, I failed. Like So like I don't want to be judged like that. When I meet him face to face, I'm going to be judged based on what Jesus did. He was perfect. So because I trust in him and believe in him, I am saved from condemnation from destruction so the day i die he's going to judge me based on what jesus did and because i've trusted and put my faith in him i'm going to make it that's the only way you can get in guys so do you believe jesus i mean do you believe in jesus do you really believe in him man do you really know him that's how you get in guys so come to him accept him study his word believe all of it because it's the only thing you can bank on in life man the only thing you could trust and invest in and man what's done for christ will last forever it will echo throughout all eternity man store treasures in heaven do it now stop waiting get right with jesus now get right with god now do it now so you don't waste any more opportunities and live in and live in a way that god wants you to live because you're going to be judged by it even if you're saved too it, but the only difference is you get rewards for living the right way as a believer when you accept jesus into your heart man and he, he's the only one who can help you to live the right way, to do the right things. Because the Holy Spirit will guide you, it will lead you, it will, be, it will get you doing the things that God wants you to do. So you guys get what I'm saying, man. That's the video. This video was so key, guys. That's why we went for so long, man. So I pray that everybody was blessed by this video, man. Just make sure you share this video with anybody you know that needs this video. All the atheists, all the agnostics, anybody who who's uncertain about death, especially if they're about to die. Show them this video, please, man. <laughs> Just please, like, let everybody know, man. Turn to Jesus now, man, because you won't regret it. You will regret it if you don't, right? So, mm -hmm. all right, here goes me and uh, my social media pages. I'm going to talk about Justin. So, uh, I'll, right now I'm streaming from my YouTube channel, and this will also be on my podcast, Upload Past Crossroads. I told you guys I'm on every podcast platform, so just search for Upload Past Crossroads. Watch all the videos like all the podcasts and stuff like that and comment let me know if you want us to do another video on something if you got a question you can dm us on our social media pages and we'll do a video on your question and stuff like that so uh my facebook and linkedin sean christopher jenkins my twitter snap instagram and tiktok's trouble don't last my other instagram page is my underscore damn underscore bible my Tumblr page is trouble don't last number one and then justin's social media pages uh, his YouTube channel is Chaplain's Log, so make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channels, turn on the post notifications so you know when we upload another video, and like all our videos, comment on all our videos, 
like what you liked about the video, what else you want to see and stuff like that. Share our content because we won't be, the more you share it, the more you comment, the more you like, the more we'll be blessed and the more we'll be able to uh, share even more content and stuff like that because it helps to market our channels and promote our channels and the the YouTube algorithm will share it with more people. So please do those things, man. And then this is his Facebook page, Justin Lee House. So befriend him on there. If you got any questions, you can DM him. And we'll be able to answer your questions. So, yeah, I have a place on my YouTube channel titled Questions from Social Media. This is where we answer all the questions from people that ask us questions on social media. And we just do a video on it. So if you like this video, check out that playlist on my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads. And you can see all the uh, questions of people of uh, that we answered from people on social media or just in our lives and stuff like that. But, again, this is my YouTube channel, Upload Past Crossroads. So, Pray everybody was blessed by this video. You guys have a great rest of your week. Kick major butt at work. Uh, achieve all your dreams. Keep keep on fighting a good fight of faith, and God will reward you. In Jesus' name, I pray, man, to see everything that you have been dreaming about seeing. For me, for you, for all believers of all time, that's the uh, confirmation and prophecy for you. So I'll talk to you guys later. Peace out. Thanks for everything. Yeah, stay blessed.